What's up, everybody, and welcome to another Seven Figure Photographer Live. It's Monday. It feels like it's been forever. We have, I think, an exciting live for you guys today. We have a special guest. Everybody say hi to Josh Peterson. We got Mia's feet in the background. <laughs> Just my feet? You look like you're giving birth on the love side. <laughs> okay, why did we have to go there? Now we have Josh Peterson here and yeah. Mia in the background. We actually have on. Mia also on mic, so Mia will be here answering any questions you guys have from the chat, so please make sure to do that. And like I said, we have an exciting thing today. We're gonna to talk a little bit about the business book of the month, what's coming, and we're going to do hot seat with Josh and talk a little bit about his business and the things that work well for him and just some of the things that we've done. What are you laughing about? Oh, because we still totally have Josh, Josh. <laughs> I'm just staring at you. <laughs> I was just telling Josh how good this thing works, and um, now, as you can see, we just, we just <laughs> F everything up. Okay, so anyway, before we jump into that, let's do what you guys haven't had forever, an introduction. What's up, guys? For those of you who don't know me, my name is Sam Marvin, and I have been in the photography industry for 25-plus years. While I love being a creative, business is my passion and elevating the industry of photography is my focus. I created The Seven Figure Photographer to share my journey to seven figures and to help others find their way to. All right, so again, welcome back. I guess welcome back to me. We haven't been live for like... Has it been like three weeks? It's been a bit, I think, because yeah. we had 4th of July the other time. Well, we were in Tahoe. We were in Tahoe. So it's just been, it's been a while. And I felt really bad last week. I was totally planning to go on and just do a quick little live from my phone. And then the day got away from me and it just was crazy. So, but we're really excited about today. Excited to be here. What's up, Tim Goats? My wife, Michelle is on here. Anybody else that's on here hanging out with us, please chime in, say hi. Tell us where you're watching from. It's always good to see everybody here. We got Thompson Photography and Design, Darren in the house. Welcome, Darren. Yeah, so Josh, let me tell you a little bit about Josh, what I what I can, <laughs> hopefully I don't butcher anything. So Josh is actually, he's, he's a really unique individual, a unique situation. Surprisingly, we live in the same state. We're here just four hours apart. He lives on the other side of uh, the eastern side of the state in Idaho Falls. And one of the unique things about Josh is that he took over a pretty successful studio which is we're gonna talk about that i think probably the crazy like if you would have if you would have called me i would have been like if you would have called me back then now i would have been like dude run <laughs> just run far far away from that but uh we're gonna talk about that today and it's really funny that josh like josh and i actually met at sync in florida yeah. so that was kind of an interesting thing like he, when we first met, we were just kind of hanging out with a bunch of people around the pool and the hot tub and stuff. And he was like, wait, you're from Idaho. <laughs> and so that was just kind of a unique thing that we had to go clear to Florida to meet each other. Is he, are, is he a, little, a little quiet? Is that better? Check one. Check there one. There we go. Okay. So Sorry. before we jump into all that, I do want to talk a little bit about the business book of the month. Josh, have you ever had a chance to read this book? I have not. How to tell a story. Okay, it was a good choice. It's a good choice. <laughs> I, I actually really liked the book, but I'm afraid anybody that read it was probably like, Sam, what the hell were you thinking? Yes. It was definitely a different book. I expected it to be something different than it was. I got a lot out of it. We listened to it going down to Tahoe, and it's a relatively easy book, but have you ever heard, have you ever even heard of the, the moth? The moth. It's like a storytelling circuit. Like, no. like you know how photographers we get together for conventions and stuff, and then and we talk about all this business stuff. Well, the moth is like this. All these storytellers come together for a convention. It's like a thousand people, and they get together and they tell stories. And they have like these parameters for how they tell these stories. But I think that it's really like the bit that I got from it was that it's really powerful to understand like some of the concepts of, of how story really resonates with people, that kind of stuff. So again, it was a little out of the norm, but I think the storytelling is one of the things, especially in our business that really sells well. I've learned that when I share story and I, and I make it about the story, we actually have higher sales. We have better relationships with our people that way. And so that's, that's kind of why I went there with that book. Now, 
I have not yet decided for sure. I have a couple days before the middle of the month. I'm still ahead of time, right? <laughs> yeah. And we got a couple of books that are on the docket for the next couple months. So we're probably gonna make both of these the next two business books of the month. I'm just not sure which one I wanna do first. This one came on recommendation from Brian, of course, I'm Tannehill? gonna- Brian, What? Tannehill? No, not Brian Tannehill. Brian Walsh. Welsh. Welsh. Welsh from- Welsh? Uh, like it's that. Welsh. He was cool. From uh, PPA. And when I went on to buy this book, I saw this title and I was like, I need that one too. So I bought them both. Josh actually just gave us a couple of recommendations this morning that I'm probably gonna go on and read. And those may be upcoming business books of the month as well. Now, funny story with Josh. I actually, when we first met, I one of, the, one of my favorite books obviously is Mike McCallowick's Profit First. And when we first met, that was one of the things that I had actually mentioned to Josh. And he, go ahead and tell like tell your story about about that and what it did for you. Yeah. So uh, so you had recommended that I'd heard heard about it a few times over the years, and and for whatever reason, uh, after that trip, the, that really gave me the impetus to really kind of get serious about it. And you know, I I left sync. I or put it on my Audible and listened to it on the way home, and really kind of blew my mind a little bit. And my wife and I had done Dave Ramsey's like Financial Peace University a few years ago. And so that was like Financial Peace University, but from a business standpoint, and it, and it, and it made it in such a simplified way, took business finance and just made it into such an easy, digestible method that is just extremely effective. And, uh, and, and I really attribute that book to really kind of turning a lot of things around as far as my business goes a couple years ago. And, uh, and I, I recommend every photographer read that book and implement the strategies as hard as that may be, but you have to do it. And once you get, get the ball rolling, it'll change the way you run your business and you will be a lot more successful. Yeah. And honestly, this morning at breakfast, we were, we were sitting there talking and like Josh called me and said, Hey, I'm coming down to do some work. He came, came to do some work in my territory. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking this morning and I, I looked over at Mia and I said, shoot, I got to do a live today. What should we do for a live? And she was like, well, why don't we have Josh on? I was like, duh, <laughs> this is just as bad as me and introducing people. Like, I just don't <laughs> think those things are, you know, one of the, one of the things that we were talking about at breakfast is how you're just kind of like in a spot in your business where you're comfortable enough letting it just kind of roll with what's going on. And I think that a lot of that has to do with that comfort that, when you can create financial sta stability in your business for the first time, especially for photographers. And, and one of the great things about that book is it does fit into our world so well. I've had so many books out there that I've read and I'm like, man, I wish that they just had like, I wish I could talk to the author and say, how would this work in my unique business as a photographer? Absolutely. And so, but yeah, so that was a, a great thing. And I think that that probably does have a lot to do with how you're feeling right now in your business where you're just like, I, I'm, I'm in a good place, got money in the bank, I'm not feeling the stress, and I can just kind of do whatever I want with it. And that's kind of like the goal in business, but I think some of us just get too forward focused on just constant growth. Sure. And, and we stress about that. But anyway, so that's, uh, that's what's coming up. These are, one of these is gonna be the business book of the month. If you guys have a suggestion, like which one, would you like to see for next month either essentialism or so good they can't ignore you? Please comment in there and maybe Mia will actually make a poll which one you think you should be for the next month. So other than that, I'm excited to talk to Josh today for, well, with all of you guys. Obviously, we've gotten a, a chance to talk. We got to hang out last night, went to a, a great dinner and just got to hang out on the porch, talk. And surprisingly, we didn't talk that much about business. No. It was kind of just like- It was like, nice. It was, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was nice. So, which is sad for me. I always want to talk about business. <laughs> and then we had, you know, a nice breakfast this morning. But, you know, some of the things that, and, and one of the biggest things that I wanted to talk about today is because you do have a really unique worldview of our industry. Like I said, Josh took over a pretty successful studio. Many people know the photographer that he started working with and the studio that he took over. And like, it was, that's like, I would tell anybody, don't ever do that. Joy Verts actually 
And do you do you remember Joy Vertz? Did yeah. you ever meet? Yeah. So Joy Vertz actually sold her studio or her two studios, I think it was both studios years ago, to another photographer. Oh, and really? she had spent so much time just getting it dialed in. Now, I think that Joy and Travis were in different worlds. Like, like for what they were trying to do, Joy wanted to do something different that had like a different thing. I, I kind of get the feeling and maybe I'm wrong that Travis was just like done with photography and ready to move on to something new. And I imagine that's, I think we all kind of go through those real big challenges or times where we just feel that tumult and tumultuous, sure. like that thing. So what, what are some of the like greatest lessons? <laughs> that you've learned from all this? I, I feel like I could write a book really about all the things not to do as far as <laughs> having a photography business. Man, right off the bat, it just, it, it was, you know, ever we all had the best intentions from the get-go and, you know, really like we, we felt like it was a good thing at the time. And, and I, I, I had some pretty big shoes to step into and, and I did the very best that I could given the, given the, the situation and the circumstances to fill those shoes and and I ultimately what what it was is is me trying to be somebody that I wasn't it was me trying to to step into a role that I really probably wasn't a good fit for me and and eventually that that just got to a point where it just it just didn't work yeah. so uh, I essentially had to Re rebuild from uh, knock the whole building down and rebuild the foundation and and start from scratch and but I was able to have a lot of those lessons along the way so anything specifically that you that you want me to kind of chat about no I I think it's just really interesting because like like I said it to me that's like I just see that as being like I feel like today if I were to say I'm ready to sell my business I have a successful business and I feel like it would be a viable option for somebody. However, like I really truly feel that like if I tried to sell this business to anybody, I know that they would fail at it. Sure. Like, does that make sense? And maybe yeah. that's completely wrong. And so like, I give you mad props because I think that like what you've done, because obviously we've talked and I've seen how you kind of went from the high and, and dropped down and had to figure it out to bring it back up. And you were really just under trial by fire. Like you didn't have a whole lot 100%. of option yeah. because like with us as, as I'm going to call it a normal photographer, we, we develop new expenses based on like, Oh, I need that in my life or I need that program. And so all of a sudden we start adding more and more expenses and stuff to our business. You jumped in and had those expenses right? and then had to make it work and then had to basically just kind of like ride the wave. Yeah. Honestly. So I don't know that there's anything specific. What's like one thing that you would. Well, one thing that I would say about it, it's, it's, it's a lot like, uh, like we, we as photographers, a, a lot of the reason why people come to us and why people are drawn and attracted to us is because of our personal style and who we are as people and our vibe and just kind of the energy that we kind of put off. And it's, I think it's important to, double down on your own energy and not try to do things like somebody else and be able to just be yourself. And I think ultimately that's the, that's the most important thing that we can do. And, and people are going to be drawn to you and you're going to have clients that, that are a good fit. You're going to have clients that are a bad fit. I, I, I have people all the time that I pre-qualify pre them on the phone. And if I can sense that this is not my client, I'm, I'm not afraid to say, you know what? I, I don't think that, you know, what you're wanting is, 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 you know, a good fit for me. Yeah. Here's a, the number for somebody who I think would be a great fit for you based on what you're telling me. And I, and I think going off that, it, that is so powerful in so many ways. You know, I actually, one of my coaching clients, that's what we were talking about this weekend. We were, uh, we were having a talk and, and she kept saying, basically going back to that same thing. Well, what about the people that I have already that are going to be like, I can't, I can't pay that for photos. And that's, that's probably one of the hardest challenges in our business is to be able to say, you know what? It just doesn't align with what I want for myself. A quick plug for the book. Pumpkin plan. 
No, not pumpkin plan. The big leap. Learning, finding your... Uh, are you going to write that one down? <laughs> no, I just uh, moved my arm. So <laughs> the big leap is is finding your zone of genius and recognizing that when you spend time with people that you know aren't a good fit, it drains everything from you. And then you're kind of only subpar for the rest of the people that really 100%. are the right fit. So being able to do that, I think, is just a really strong thing in business when when you can you can know. And I... I do it pretty well, but I even still struggle to this day to where I'm like, man, I even told Mia that we should have fired this client <laughs> or not, not gone through with it. But then I went through with it. Normally it works out all right, but those are the things that just really drain us. So for sure. What would you say like is your favorite thing about your business? What my favorite thing about my business would be my, the freedom that I have. I, I mean, I have a hundred percent freedom. I, I can, I can work when I want, leave when I want, do essentially travel when I want. And, and for me and my fa- financial city or my family situation, I, we need that right yeah. now. My, my wife works her freaking tail off. And, and, uh, and so to be able to run the kids to school or pick them up from school or take stuff to them, take them to appointments, orthodontics, that kind of thing. For me, that's the most important thing is, is flexibility and freedom uh, with my schedule. And it's just nice to have that. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely nice. And until, until you overdo it, you said yesterday that you, it was nice to be in a position where you didn't feel like you were just running yourself ragged or yeah. spreading yourself too thin. I, I have, to, have to point out, Tim Goat says, can we talk about how Josh traumatized me by convincing me to jump into a freezing ice-cold pool at sink two years ago? <laughs> And wouldn't let me get. Um, hey, I feel you because I was right there. I with made you. Sam do it too. I make but, everybody do it. Then this, I was telling him this year when we were in the hot tub, there was a couple of drunk kids, and one was a high school girl, yeah. and she was like, she was out of it, and I <laughs> did the same thing. I was like, okay, let's go jump in the cold pool, and so. And Gina says, hey guys, Gina Golden's on. Oh, nice. Yeah, hey Gina, Craig Lee, what's up? Okay, so let's talk. What's like, what's something that you? do in your business that you have found to be just like one of your not so much one of your strengths but like what's one thing that you do that you know works and you don't want to ever change it i know i'm putting Um, you on the spot no no you're good i think i think the biggest thing for me is i I just i try really really hard to to genuinely care about my clients and and especially with seniors i've noticed over the years that it's getting a little harder and harder to kind of connect with them. I don't know if you guys have kind of felt that way too. But I do. It, it, is that the age gap or is that just? That's a really good question. And I kind of feel that it's a little bit of an age gap thing. And, and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm finally starting to get to the point where I feel kind of like a dad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you ha- now you have the new dad car. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got the dad wagon. I think it's worse for you guys though. Cause you're male. I do think there's I agree. a factor to that. Yeah. I agree. And that's, but yeah, I mean, there, that is something that I have, I've thought a lot about lately and I don't, what is our age difference here? I, I just turned 36. Oh shoot. Oh, I'm dude. a lot older than you. Okay. Well then it's really bad for me, <laughs> but I have thought about that. Like I have to wonder, okay, how much of it is just the, cause our, we have seen a huge, huge shift in like communication for sure. And it was like a drastic shift. So I don't think that it's all age gap. Cause I do think that I, I think that that's one of the hardest things for photographers to do. If you have a personality like yours and mine, it's really easy to like, once people kind of break through that little bit of wall and you're in person. Yeah. In yeah. person. But there is that whole concept of, okay, I don't want to reach out to this person randomly on social media. I don't want to, I don't even want to reply to this person randomly on like those kinds of things. And of course the male aspect of it is harder. I think that I, I think there's really a lot of give and take for both us men and women. I'm talking the whole time and I don't even have myself up. Both (laughs) us men and women, women have challenges with other things, especially like having family to tend to and those different things. Men have a different challenge because we're men dealing with young women and the boy side of things like boys don't even care to have anything to do with any of this. They just use mom for like mom just does it. So what have you found or do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. So I was just going to say, so the biggest thing I do with, with my, with my seniors is just, you know, genuinely, genuinely try to like engage in conversation with them, get them talking about their likes, how their year's going with school you know, get them to talk about themselves and just, you know, find ways to find some common ground. And, and especially with, with boys, like you said, boys are usually like, mm, your mom's dragging them by yeah. the hair to the, to the photo shoot. 
and, uh, and and you know, ninety nine percent of the time, when when I get done with a with a male senior, they're you know they'll shake my hand and say, you know that that wasn't so bad. Like, yeah, thank you. Like, that was fun. And so you just gotta you gotta engage with them. You gotta talk to them about their lives, what's going on with them, you know, their interests, you know, those kinds of things. And I think that that really can make a big difference. Yeah. So would you say you have any tips or tricks on how? Because I mean, we have our sessions where it's just an absolute blast with some people. And then we have some sessions like the other day where it was just like, <laughs> we just need to get through this. Oh yeah. <laughs> because they're not talking and they don't like, what is your, what's your secret? What do you do to enge- like get kids to engage with you? Literally just ask them questions. And in between as we're walking from, from, from spot to spot, ask, ask them, you know, what's their, what their, their favorite subject is. And then that'll kind of lead me down the next path. Okay. Like they're into art, like, okay, what kind of art do you like? Or are you, are you into math? Do you play an instrument? A lot of my seniors, they'll, if they're playing an instrument, they'll, they'll, uh, you know, have been playing an instrument for many, many years, and and I'll always say something like, "So you don't suck at that, right?" Like, uh, <laughs> and and just make like little jokes like yeah. that that can, um, and then so and for kind of what what I'm known for in in my area too is 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 posing, and especially like I can pose like a girl, like, and I'm not ashamed to say that. Like, I found it very beneficial to be able to. St- Put put my client or my senior girl, you know, where where she needs to be, and then me do the pose, and then just tell her to mirror me, and and I'll just kind of do it. And see, you need a Mia <laughs> to put it up on social yep. media every time you do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you'll quickly. I've had moms much. do that before. i <laughs> yeah. it's 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 embarrassing, but 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 also like you know like I want to show them exactly what to do so they don't have to think about it and it just makes it a lot easier and uh and so one of the things I'll say like what and you guys can steal this all you want because it it gets a gets a giggle every time is when I'm posing like a girl and I'll say okay now now you do it. it'll be a lot cuter if you do it yeah that's pretty that's pretty much so that's, yeah exactly so that's I pretty mean, much what I say oftentimes we'll do a who did it better like I'm sure you've probably seen on my social yeah, media yeah. I'll have a cute girl doing a pose and I'm like doing the same thing like who did it better and i typically win those no you you never win (laughs) you're right i never win so do you have like any specific like go-to questions every single time i just ask them about what's going on with them in school and like if it's if it's in the summertime i'll ask them if it's the beginning of summer i'll ask them you know what what are your plans for the summer do you does, does you and your family have any you know big plans it's the end of summer, start of the school year. Then I'll say, "What did you do? What did you do this summer that was yeah. fun?" And I'll and I'll also ask like leading questions, like, "What was the best part about it?" You know, questions that are not you know that don't give you a yes or no answer. I want them to 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 talk, and I want them yeah. to talk about themselves. One question that I've always and I've shared this a lot. I always ask girls how many boyfriends do they have, like just to be funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, last year, I think it was last year, it backfired on me. And yeah. one, two days in a row, girls were like, I don't date boys, I date girls. And I was like, shit, what am I going to do? Like, I can't do that anymore. And so so now I always ask celebrity crush, who's your celebrity there you crush? Go. There you go. And if it's a guy or a girl, I'm like, okay, well, how many boyfriends or girlfriends uh-huh. do you yeah, have? I'm yeah, like, yeah. I think I'm safe there. So. I haven't had that one yet, so oh, man, I'm glad that, that I just heard that because now I can be His mentally prepared. That one threw me for a loop. Awesome. I was like, I don't even know how to respond, <laughs> like react to it. I'm like, be sensitive, like don't be weird. Yeah. Or, like, but yeah, that like... Yeah, that just threw me for a loop. I was like, "Oh crap, what do I do?" Yeah. So that that's been a fun one. But what's the what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you on a shoot? Oh man, I don't know. I just, the weirdest thing. Yeah, weirdest thing. With a senior? Well, just any shoot. Any shoot. Uh, I was shooting a wedding once, and these two ladies like looked at me and like saw that I was taking pictures, and they both turned to each other. And like went in for like this really slow dramatic kiss. It was like two like middle-aged women. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> you're like. And then they both started know, laughing, I and I was like, do. oh my goodness, yeah, I did not know what was going on. But and they were just messing with me. But well, I funny. guess that was that was weird. But yeah. So what do you like? Do you have any go-to for as far as like your working with families and stuff that like you do similar or different with? seniors so with my families i really specialize in in working with families and large especially large families where we're at there's a lot of large families yeah and large families as a photographer can be a really daunting experience can be a lot of work i absolutely love it 
I love the challenge of it. I used to be so bad at it, and I used to be absolutely terrified. I would turn turn down family portraits all day long because oh, really? I was just so scared of it. And then one day I said, you know what? Like I need to I need to take this weakness and turn it into a strength. So I really spent a lot of time and energy in, in learning posing and trying to get better. I've got a one of my little hacks that is actually quite brilliant i think I have a little dog squeaky toy and it's it's, it's super loud it's a super right. loud squeaky toy so working with little kids you know getting set up and then having that squeaker gets them looking and yeah. paying attention but learning their names usually i'll have a, a list of the ages and the names of the family beforehand so when i get there i've already got the names kind of in my head uh, but if i don't have that i will go through and and handshake shake hands with everybody and then look, give them eye contact and then learn their names. And then throughout the photo shoot, I will use their names over and over and over. I'll say, okay, Samantha, turn your arm this way. Okay, John, turn this way. And just, and by the end of it, you can, you know everybody's names, you say bye to them. And then I do my best as when we, when we come back to the sales room uh, and we're, you know, viewing the images, and I, I can still name those people and name their, yeah. you know, okay, how do, what do you think of, of Samantha in this one? Do you like Samantha in this one or this one? And for, for me, I think that that, is, uh, that just creates a, a much stronger bond and rapport with my clients because they're going, oh, he actually gives a crap that yeah. like he took the, en- took the time and the energy to learn everybody's names. And, you know, and, and the way I work with children as well, too, is, is I know that it's like the most stressful thing for moms and dads. And, yeah. and I always try and tell them, don't fight on the way to the way to the photo shoot. Like, just be chill. Like, I will handle it when you get here. Don't come pissed off. And I learned that from from Allison Tyler Jones. But but yeah, That's just Mia's just favorite. Mm-hmm. yeah, she's freaking awesome. She's my favorite too. She's my spirit animal. Your spirit animal. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So Wait, shout out to ATJ. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so and I just try just try and engage engage kids when working with, with them for their individual. If we're on location uh, for their individual uh, photos, I will ask, if they're really young and they're being kind of difficult. I'll ask them like, hey, where do you, where do you want to have your picture made? And I'll take them just by themselves over and I'll, and I'll say, oh, yeah, oh, this is a really good spot. And then so that gives them a little bit of ownership yeah. into, you know, they get to have involvement and ownership into kind of how the portrait goes. And, and usually if they're being difficult, that'll kind of break the ice a little bit and then they'll give me a little more, uh, yeah. a little more ground. But now some a little bit of background on like where you're located, because I think it's good to know like a lot of our photographers from these little dinky towns. Sure. With kind of big areas, but. Idaho Falls is what sixty-five thousand people, yeah. roughly. Yeah, not huge. Very rural, like yeah. for the most part. Your the original studio started in Rexburg, which is even smaller. Which is like ten, like what's? I want to say like maybe twenty thousand people, maybe. But that's like. But that's, that's cool. without college students. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's college a college students. town. So then you've got you've got thirty thirty thousand college students. Okay. Or Which however many aren't it is, spending but. any money. The other aspect to it, and not to, like, uh, like, more. It's all. It's a huge, huge Mormon community. Sure. And one of the hardest things about that is that they are very frugal people. Like, sure. It's a hard. It's a hard thing, and I hear that a lot from a lot of photographers yeah. in that area talk about. So, I mean, props to you that you've been able to to make it successful. But yes, did you have a question? Craig does. He Craig says, does. how do you make sure that extended family sessions work? I always have a problem getting everyone back into the viewing room or getting them to oh, order. Oh, there you go. That's a great question. That, that is actually a really good question. And, uh, and I ran into the same problem for years and years. One thing that I've done to, if I've got extended family, typically people are coming from all over the United States. If we've got like a big family, say like 36 or something like yeah. that. Most of those people, so my typical process is I'm going to my clients' homes, I'm meeting with them in their homes, uh, taking snapshots of their wall space, and I always tell them we're taking a more kind of interior design approach to their wall portrait. So with this it. is a pre-session consultation? Yeah, and that, and that so that's like a local family that it's just like maybe their family of like eight or whatever. Yeah. When you get the get the larger family, they're all coming in from out of state and, and this, that, and the other, it becomes exponentially more difficult to sell those people. And you know what? People may think this is totally the wrong way to do this or not. Right. I don't really care because works. it works for me, but I just do a flat rate for the, I just tell people like, look, you got people coming from, from all over the place. For, for families like yours, uh, we just do a, a flat rate session fee. That includes your main family portrait, any individual breakoffs that you want to do, individual families, individual children, etc., and then you get X amount of images in an online proofing gallery. You can divvy those up however you want to, 
And if you want to purchase more, if that's not enough, most people end up having to buy more. And then, uh, and then just doing it like that is just, for me, has saved me so much freaking headache yeah. of trying to track people down, trying to do online sales, all that crap. Somebody, oh, I think it was uh, Brian Welsh the other day was talking about one of the things that he does is he'll get like the parents in and he'll suggest to the yeah. parents that they buy, like what do you want to buy for your kids? And then they can upgrade. So like he suggests that they buy like a 16 by 24 for this family, that family, and that family. And then they upgrade. We typically, so as, as for just a little bit different than what you do, we either have them in for the sales session and do a Zoom with any of the other families or whatnot. Uh, I always try to push the family to get to like my happy place as far as sales, but I always tell them, you know, the more you spend, the more like digitals they're going to get for additional, like as bonuses. Sure. Uh, so if they spend together as a family, they, they get those options. Normally extended families really work out to be a pretty lucrative ordeal, but it is a lot of extra work yeah. to shoot. But I always tell people like, like I'm, I'm good with shooting the individual families too, because that's just going to be more, more sales. Exactly. So. Yep. What would you say is your biggest challenge in business right now? Uh, my biggest challenge in business right now is I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for over 10 years and I've made every mistake that you can possibly make. And I'm just now getting to a point where it's like, oh, it's working. Okay. Like, yeah. like we talked about, like I've, like I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. But now I'm just kind of bored. Now I'm just like, Ugh, okay, like I like it creatively. I feel a little bit, you know, maybe, worn down. And maybe you should sell your studio to another photographer. That's a great <laughs> idea. I think that'd be a great idea. Let's I do that. No, Let's maybe, do maybe that. not. Um, not. At least none of these people that are watching. <laughs> they're probably like, Sam said, it's a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, my my biggest challenge is right now is just trying to just just trying to stay creative and 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 you know, find the things that excite me and travel excites me. We haven't been yeah. able to do as much of that, but, uh, but also too, like it's for the first time I've really in my career been able to focus on my family and like, yeah. you know, do family stuff. And, and well, you were fighting huge battles, huge yeah. battles yeah. in the beginning. And like, I mean, I think that, and not to bring like your divorce into this, but I'm sure that that had a lot to do with like kind of all that different stuff and, and whatnot with that. There were some fight. tough years yes, for sure. Some tough, that's let's just leave it at that. But there was something that you just triggered. Maybe think, Oh, uh, one of the things that I thought was funny and I see this all the time, but we were pulling in last night to the studio and you're like, Oh my gosh, I could shoot there. I could shoot there. Like you're seeing oh, all you're these, sitting on a gold mine. All these, dude. Yeah. He's calling it a gold mine. And I'm like, I've never shot a senior picture like <laughs> around my studio. Cause it's boring. Oh man. But that's like so true. Like we go to different people's like different locations and, like I'm so bored of Idaho for shooting, not completely, but I, you know, we had an opportunity to go to Tahoe recently. That We're going fun. to Cabo next month. And so I am with you on that. Like I love the change, love yeah. the different, and it is nice to have some different. So what would you say is the hardest thing in like, what are the biggest challenges you have with marketing? I'll be, to I'll be totally honest. I don't really market. Okay. I don't, I don't like social media. I know I need to, I've talked to you about it. Like I know I need to do it, yeah. but I just, I just don't like it. Like I don't, I don't like to, to, to be, you know, posting all the time and, and, uh, and, and I will not do reels. I'm not going to do a TikTok. I'm not going to freaking. I'm bless all you people that do that. You do a great job, but it's just not me. It's not who I am. Yeah. And, and, and also but you, too, do, you do have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a YouTube channel and I've, I've made some little travel blogs and some little daily blog type things and, and I've dabbled in it, but I've just, I've never been super passionate enough about it to like go all in with it. And that's the thing. Like I don't believe in doing something that I'm not like all in, like all in or I'm not super like jazzed about. Cause yeah. then it's, then it's going to come across like in the work. So you clearly need to find your, your zone of genius. My what your zone of genius? You got to find your happy place. Maybe that's traveling. Yeah, like doing yeah, travel absolutely. Or something. Yeah, so. I need to find a Mia. Actually, That'd everybody be... needs a Mia. I I think we need to like we need to figure out how to clone her and sell her on the website. Like <laughs> we can just sell the 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 DNA. That's a let's do that. I love that I idea. Know, I don't know if that's gonna work <laughs> out for us. I just I don't I don't know. Is anybody? 
Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. So Mia was just uh, she didn't have anything to say. We're good with it. Uh, she just suggested that maybe she should be on a traveling program. She just goes works for other photographers. That could be lucrative. Um, for her, <laughs> doesn't help me any. What uh, does anybody have any questions for Josh? Anybody? Let's make him blush or something. Oh boy. Um, Gina loved his idea that he had with the family, like what you do with your family. Simple she thought that easy. was simple and easy. Thanks, Gina. Um, <laughs> and Gina, my heart goes out to you. I yes. didn't realize that I, she had lost her oh, dad. Uh huh. I think I told you. Oh, you might have, but I just saw her post this morning and was like, how did I miss that? So all of our hearts go out to yes. you right now. I'm sure you're Absolutely. struggling right now. But Nobody's even offering for me to come out on a travel program right yeah, now. Yeah, that's because they know that I will send them death <laughs> threats. It's like a traveling nurse. I can just be a traveling exactly. studio. How about you just be a stay put with Sam <laughs> Mia? <laughs> you get to go to Cabo. Is, are any of these other photographers going to take you to Cabo? I don't know. We'll find out. Is anybody going <laughs> to take you? Shut up. <laughs> Give us your, your top book. Like your favorite book ever. You just were talking about oh, one. Oh, favorite book ever? Yeah. The, so the one that I was telling you about, there's a few. Uh, I'm, I'm listening to Ed Milet's book, a new book right now, The Power of One More. Really. I, I like just the thought of that sounds good to me because yeah. I'm, I'm never happy with just. No, you're not. I'm just, I always need one more. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm really enjoying it. What was the other one that I told? Now I all of a sudden oh, forgot. I have a post-it note to the left I of have you. my audible. Other left right there. Josh recommended the compound effect. The, yeah, the compound effect. That one really changed my personal life and also just from a business pers perspective of just taking little small baby steps on a daily basis yeah. to, to change course. And then the, instead of trying to make a huge course change, just do little, little baby steps and just slowly kind of turn that needle in a different direction. Health-wise for me, that's been, been kind of a, a, a whole shift. And uh, instead of like going all out and going to the gym like crazy and just being a psycho and then yeah. said like okay let's just be a little bit healthier today than we were yesterday and just kind of yeah. you know take that approach that to atomic it. habits the like just this the uh habit habit stacking. habit stacking was good so craig lee says the time management chapter is worth the price are we talking about which one and that compound effect oh, right compound effect. effect yeah okay that's that's always a always a good thing to to work on okay so do you remember in your little journey of, because as you remember, when you took over the business, you were on high, you were like, this is the best thing ever, I'm, life's great. And yeah. then we kind of went through the hard knocks and, and dropped down. And now you're back to probably a better place than you've ever been. Sure. What was the point where you, like, do you remember a point where you recognized like, okay, I've got it. And now I know how to make this work. Yeah, uh, I think it was. I think it was just before COVID, um, so it had been like 2019 ish that I was getting to that point. And it and it, it was it was it was the the things were all those lessons that had been piling up over yeah. the years were really finally starting to sink in. And uh, and then going into COVID, you know, having kind of the rug pulled out from under me, yeah. which a lot of people did, learning how to pivot and learning how to uh, kind of reassess and reevaluate what's important in my business, what's not, what, where can I trim the fat, um, that kind of thing. COVID year was my lowest sales year I've ever had, but I maintained my income, my personal income. And so yeah. I, I, I count that as a win. And then following up on the following year, the best, best, most profitable year I've ever had. Yeah. Most, most take home I've ever had. And, and so just a lot of those lessons, just of being frugal, being, being smart, not being impulsive, really honing in on, on personal finance, but also business finance. Yeah. And, and, and I think that People don't know Dave Ramsey, or have a, or I'm sure everybody has, but the principles that he teaches are, are amazing. Uh, they're life changing, and, and they take a lot of discipline and a lot of work. Yeah. And ultimately, what 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 it boiled down to is 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 every time crap got hard, it was okay. This is really hard, and I'm just absolutely miserable. And what do I do? Do I do I jump ship? Do I go work at a bank? Mm -hmm. And every time things got hard and I'd hit a wall, it would, it would, it would say, no, I, I love my clients. I love what I do. What I'm doing is amazing. It's, it's the back end. It's the, it's these things over here that yeah. I need to figure out how to tweak and get to, and, and, you know, turn the dials 
to get things to line up and 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 eventually just like I said it just was be like you beat your head against the wall and eventually you just have to say okay I've got to be disciplined and be self-aware of where you're making mistakes and and ju and just say enough is enough I I I got to do things differently and and also tr find other ways and f talk to other people that may do things see things a little bit differently than you you can always like you can always get coaching you can always talk to colleagues going to conferences it's always a great way to see the gaps in you know what you're doing yeah and and how to improve those but it's <clears throat> but it's executing on on what you're doing and not just going to a conference and learning about stuff and then not and then coming home no, and not exactly. doing a damn yeah. thing about it exactly so the one thing that I've seen here in talking to you and in in all the times that we've talked and before I get into that one of the biggest challenges and I think one of the biggest struggles I've seen with many photographers is that financial stability or financial which is hard I know a lot of people are like well if I'm not even making enough in the business like how can I be financially stable but making those financially healthy decisions and from what you just said if we really just balled it up into one thing it really boils down to you finally gaining that financial like I want to say health sure. um, making your your financial situation a healthier stronger situation and understanding and running your business around that and I think that that's really kind of a big thing and, and probably really truly what was the contributing factor to your your Absolutely. backup now thousands of people would have given up a hundred times going through what you went through <laughs> there's a lot of photographers <laughs> that give up constantly sure. one thing that's really intriguing to me is I've seen so many people in the time of COVID where we had like you and I we were talking about it I had my best year I've ever had during COVID. You had your not best year, but there were a lot of photographers that had their best year and there were a lot of photographers that were like, felt like they lost everything. What do you think are those? Because we're close enough in geographical and sure. really pretty similar. Culturally. Um, culturally and also just economically. Yeah. Uh, really similar locations. So what do you think that difference was? Do you have any thoughts or? I've, for me, I think it was headspace. I, I, that's honestly, that's kind of what I was hoping you would say because I think that's what really what yeah. it was. It was, I think that, and not saying that you gave up or threw in the towel or anything, but I think that that was like, there were a lot of people that made that decision. They were like, you know what, I've, I, I just got to figure out what I can do. But then they kind of didn't, like they kind of almost gave up a little bit. Sure. Whereas some of us were like, I'm just going to fight like hell because it's what yeah. I've always had to do. And it's not bad either one way or the other. Now I'm seeing like what I think are the effects of, of COVID this year, but you're still having a great year this year, yeah. which we had a great year following yes. the year after COVID mm -hmm. as well. So it's kind of like, I don't know. And it's, it's just kind of an interesting. Yeah. It's, and it's hard to pinpoint of. too. And, and cause we're all different. We're all unique and we're, yeah. we're all, experiencing and we're all in different markets and we're all experiencing the economy and different things in yeah. different ways. And so it's, it's hard to really like pinpoint, you know, exactly, you know, what it, what, what is was. one, one way or the other. I think ultimately for me, it always boils down to self-awareness and yeah. being able to, to look at yourself as objectively as possible. Yeah. And, and also be honest with yourself. Cause a lot of times we don't want to admit like when we're not doing the things that we should do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but to be able to like be honest with yourself and be like, hey, like, okay, freaking, did I use my time wisely today? No, I didn't. Am I gonna do better tomorrow? Okay, yes, let's do better tomorrow. And I and and I think that 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 just our personalities and who we are and our different life experiences all kind of coalesce into how we view the world and how yeah. we experience the world and 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 ultimately we just have to do our best and we and be honest with ourselves and and move forward and choose to move forward. Yeah. I have a Mia that's honest with me. She just tells me, you're really sucking. <laughs> yeah, but you don't really like it all the time. When I'm she, I don't like it when she tells me, but she tells me often. Okay, we got a couple of questions yeah. here. Annie says, you said you were known for your posing. Where or who did you study or draw inspiration from to learn posing teens? Fashion magazines. Early on in my career, I, I shot more editorial kind of fashion style. And, and, and really, I mean... A lot of it is just kind of a lot of freaking trial and error. Like, yeah. I mean, school of hard knocks is the, you know, I got my degree in and doing things the hard way. 
just in my experience, I found that if I could show them what it was that I wanted them to do, yeah. and I could also like, like, and you might, people might think this is crazy, but practice in front of the mirror yeah. and see what, even as a man practice feminine poses, see how that changes the look of your body and see, okay, does that like, is that more flattering to me? Is that I just, not? I just pictured you practicing. I know. I'm like, kind of like, kind of doing it in the chair right here. I know it sounds, right it sounds super crazy, but, but I, but for, for my clients, it's, it's been really helpful and, and just trial and error, see a pose and just, just recreate it. Uh, David Beckham is amazing with posing. Yeah, actually, uh, Tim um, Goat said. Yeah, he suggested David, David Beckham. Beckham is the master at posing girls. You know who was really amazing this year as well at Sync? You weren't there, but of course. I, as the soon guy as I that see, had the girl up on the thing? Yeah, the guy that yeah. had the girl up on the thing. Yeah, you no, like I don't do know that? what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. Frick, Craig Stidham. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's great at, he's, at posing as well. He's incredible at posing, and, and that's one Annie... Annie was there, mm-hmm. but you should know that. But David, David is incredible at posing girls. Like blows my mind. Michael um, and Malia too. I like. A yeah, lot Michael of and Malia are great. So, did you? How much of your skill or posing or any of that did you gleam from Travis, or was it kind? Of, did you work with him for very long before? Not very long. It was. It he was, was kind of out. Yeah, it was. It was maybe maybe eight months. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was. It was. It was it, but I mean, I, I ultimately I went into that whole situation, and I said, okay, I can either keep doing what I'm doing and just and be on my own, yeah. uh, and uh, being a direct co- competitor with him, or I can you know do this thing with him and learn as much as I possibly can, and see what happens. Ultimately, I thought. Either way, whether I whether I crash and burn or I don't, like yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna learn something, and and I've always chose the path of learning over, you know, the the path of least resistance, and uh, and, so, and I did I learned a lot from the experience and yeah. from him and and, uh, and and I I owe a lot of credit of my knowledge from yeah. everything that I went I, through. So I always say that like, you know, hard knocks are kind of the best education you can get. Sure. Like, failure is is great it sucks nobody wants to do it but honestly it is it's it's great you got to be comfortable with failing especially if you're going to be an entrepreneur and especially if you're going to be a photographer yeah like you've got to you've got to get comfortable with falling flat on your face yeah and learning how to pick yourself up and move forward and like i said it's like every time you hit a wall it's like you ask yourself bank or keep doing you know what i'm doing and that what i love and working with amazing people and you know, making people feel awesome. Yeah. Gina says, staying ready and not making rash decisions out of fear. And I think that's really a powerful thing because how often do we make decisions just based on fear? How often are we stricken with fear in this, this business and industry? I think as photographers, there's so many of us that have imposter syndrome and do really just fear a lot of things, fear so much. So Thank you for that. Do we have any other questions on here that are? No, not really. Nothing specific. Do you I have any? You got to watch his time. Good advice. Yeah, I think we're about about ready. To, any good advice you want to leave for everybody? Just care about your clients. Go go reconnect with your clients that you haven't worked with in a while. Um, that's this year has been really big for me. Reach out to them. Just say, hey, we haven't worked with you in a, in a while. You ready for your next family portrait? Keep keep the, keep yourself you know, kind of in the forefront of their minds, uh, especially those big, those big clients that, you know, have families that are, you know, kids are growing up a little more and, and, uh, and ask them if there's anything that you can do for them and just kind of, you know, do you have a specific VIP list? Like, do you, have you created, have you read pumpkin plan? It's all up here. I've started pumpkin plan, but I haven't finished it yet. You gotta finish it. I know I need to. It's, it's, it's been on my list for a long time. So that's, that's actually a really powerful, I had a, actually a new coaching client she called me up i met her years and years ago she just called me out of the blue and she's like hey i need a pep talk and i need to make ten thousand dollars like really quick and i was like okay um what can we do and so that was the first thing i said i said go back to all your best clients you've ever had that you've worked with yeah and make a list of them and reach out to them and say hey do you need family pictures do you need this and she booked like i think it was six or ten sessions like 
within like overnight. Oh yeah. Just doing that. And so really powerful thing. Like if you, that's one thing that we talk about a lot is just having that VIP list and literally like in 17 hats, you can do it cause you can tag, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have in ours, we just go through and I look at it and I just, one of the things you'll learn in pumpkin plan is, is am I happy working with them? Sure. And do they like, do they fulfill my need, but do like, are, do they spend enough? So it's not necessarily all about spending. It's not necessarily all about being the happiest client. Cause I've had some clients that I absolutely love, but they just don't spend crap. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, well they don't quite fit there, but then there's some that don't spend like a ton, but they really fulfill me. Right. And so those are some of my VIP clients and I go through and I just tag them. And then that way I can literally just change the filter and look at all my VIP clients and all their numbers and information is right there and we can jump in and just go at it. So that's a great, great bit of advice. Honestly, I think people forget that so much. Sure. Um, easy, we even suck at it. Easy, easier to, to, to connect or bring an existing client back than yeah. to get a new client. Right, exactly. And they already know that you're expensive. They already exactly. know all that stuff. They yep. already know everything. And how often do you call them? They're like, oh, you know what? I've been meaning to call you. Yep. And so like no better way. It's super easy to, I mean, it's not super easy. You got to pick up the phone. You got to do a little bit sure. of work, but any last thoughts? I guess that was kind of your last thought, but yeah, no, I, I thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the it's hospitality good to, and it's, it's good to have you down here. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. So, okay. Well, that's pretty much, oh, we just went to you. <laughs> that's pretty much all we've got for you guys today. If we have any last minute questions, Mia, do we have anything? Nope. I think we're there? good. I just okay. put up there. My favorite quote was, I have always chosen the path of learning over the path of least resistance. I think that's pretty powerful. That is, that is really good. There's, there's your, there's your nugget. There's your nugget. You're welcome for the day. Take it to the bank. <laughs> Take it to the bank. Cash it in. And it looks like, uh, so good. They can't ignore you. Took the cake on. It really did. Yeah. Next, uh, book of the month. So we will get that on the website. So you have a link, you can go buy it on Amazon and we'll make it a little bit more of a formal announcement on that. But again, Josh, thank you so much for being with us today. My Everybody pleasure. else. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And I guess that's about it. Yeah, thanks, everybody. We're going to call it a day. So everybody have a wonderful day, and we will see you again next Monday.